Hi there. Welcome to this week's episode of the podcast with me, Russell Davis. This week we're looking at the whole idea of the new year. How does it feel as one year closes and the next year starts? I know for me, it felt very difficult. I felt quite sad about another year passing and nothing changing in our fertility journey. And the concept of a new year found quite depressing in some way. But how can we have some hope into next year? That's what we're going to look at this week. See how you can have some more hope about what next year will bring on your fertility journey. So New Year upon us. Yeah, New Year is always a time of reflection. It can be a bittersweet time. Bitter in the fact maybe, I know for me it felt like a another year gone, but like Christmas, coming to an end of the year, another year has passed on our journey that seemed to go on years and years as a ten years in the end. But is there some hope? Is there some hope? Can it be sweet as in, okay, a new year, new hope? So I find new year can be bittersweet. It's interesting, as I was reflecting on this podcast, I realised when I think about new year, I get these Christmas song lyrics in my head. Um, so this is Christmas. Um, I'm not sure it's by Cillian Dillon. Um, I just googled the lyrics actually to work out what are these lyrics. Somehow in my head I got another year older, another year wiser. So I just googled the lyrics. Um, and of course, it's about Christmas and New Year. The chorus is a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Let's hope it's a good one without any fear. And I wasn't even aware of those lyrics until I just googled it. Let's hope it's a good one without any fear. And I think that's very apt for this fertility journey. How much fear does, yeah, how fear is prevalent on, on, on Project Baby. The fear of it not happening, the fear of another year going past and feel like life is on hold or life is falling, falling past everyone else. So it can be really be a bittersweet time and a really difficult time. You think, what have I got to celebrate? over this year, I haven't got anything I wanted, you've gone through the pain and heartache. Yeah, so I want this podcast to be a reflection on, well, how can we turn New Year into something more positive, more hopeful? I was looking at New Year quotes and I came across this one um, by Alex Moritz. I'm not sure who Alex Moritz is, but it kind of summed up a lot of people's perspective on, on, on New Year, but also... I guess personal development is this new year, a new chapter, new verse, or just the same old story. Ultimately, we write it. The choice is ours. Of course, we know that's not absolutely true. We don't get to choose our fertility journey. We don't get to choose whether we're a baby or not. Some people seem to get to choose and some people don't. And that just seems so unfair. And 
holds me powerless. And I think that's, for me, the kind of the kind of bitter side of the new year. Another new, another year. Is it really going to change? We don't really have the power to make it change. And it can feel scary, and that can yeah, feed that kind of fear. I just want to share a story. There's a, a coach I know used to do these New Year um, workshops a day to really make sure the year, the New Year, is going to be the best year yet, as it were. It's a kind of life coaching kind of workshop. And he used to get the participants, he used to run this every year, and he used to get these participants to review the previous year. And to review the previous year and list out the highlights of the year, the gifts in the year, the things they're most grateful for, the things they enjoyed, what the highlights of all the things they did or experiences they had that jump out. So the participants make their list. And then he asks them to go down that list and identify which of those were goals they were actively working towards and which were more kind of happy coincidences. They just bubbled up, they just kind of fell into place or happened or things that you weren't planning that just happened and you really enjoyed. He said it was consistently two to one towards happy coincidences. I think that points towards the richness of life, the experiences of life, often don't come from the goals we're striving towards. We think they do, we think it does. These goals, it may be, maybe the promotion, the new car, the, the new house, or it may be even the baby, we think it's going to give us this kind of level of happiness and contentment that we're missing. And there's plenty of research that shows that's not the case. It's really not the case. And positive psychology is a branch of psychology is fairly new in the in the, in the kind of history of psychology as an industry, so in the last kind of couple of decades, started by a psychologist called Martin Seligman. He's written some books, and it's about you know, it's this kind of whole branch of psychology where they study happy people to work out what makes them happy, rather than traditionally in psychology they study unhappy people to work out what makes them unhappy so they can be less unhappy. Well, Martin kind of defined three levels of happiness. One is a pleasurable life. And that, for me, is that kind of limping from the next thing to the next thing. I call it outside in. I'll be okay when. I'll be, I'll be happy when. Often, we're not aware that our goals are often toxic goals. Because underneath the goal is a, a psychology, a thinking, a belief that I'll be happy when or happier when. Linking some kind of psychological state to the achievement of that goal. But that makes it a toxic goal. There's nothing wrong with goals and aspirations, but if we think it's going to make us happy, it doesn't. It becomes a toxic goal and we limp from the next thing to the next thing. It's short-lasting pleasure, which we term as a pleasurable life. The next level of happiness he defined was a contented life. For me, this is living outside in. So it's inside out. This is living inside out. It's how he came into the world. Babies and toddlers just don't question their okayness, their sense of worthiness, their lovability. They just know they're okay deep in their soul and believe everyone else is okay. I'm okay. You're okay. Aren't we all okay? Most of the time their physical needs are met. They're just okay. They're just in the moment, being content in the moment, exploring this unknown world from a place of curiosity. 
that's the contented life and that's how we come into the world before we get contaminated with outside in thinking the whole world bombards us with buy this you'll feel good or get good exam results you'll be happier in life or expectations from parents so we get contaminated with this outside in thinking it's just not true it's looking in the wrong place for for happiness then martin went on to define a third level of happiness which is he called a fulfilled life and that's having a contented life but also living towards something bigger than you and for me that's having a sense of purpose beyond us even having a purpose beyond having a family and i've talked about this before about having a purpose beyond having a family that creates an inspiring life to bring our family into that shows our children how you can have an inspiring life by living by example rather than living our sense of purpose through our children. I have plenty of clients who have had parents where they can sense they're living, their parents are living their aspirations through, their, through, the, through, their, through them as children, which puts pressure on them as children, even unconsciously. So this is kind of purposeful life, fulfilled life. And I did a workshop recently on how to find your sense of purpose and and I asked the guy who organised it to rename it to how to discover your sense of purpose. It's not something external we find, it's something that comes up through us. Something that's within us. And it becomes clearer. The more we are inside out, the more we have a quieter mind, the more we know we're okay. And it's often our limiting thoughts and beliefs that keep us operating outside in, that stop us being in tune to our soul. And our soul's desires in, in a given moment for a decision, or our soul's desires for for life as a whole, the thing we want to bring into the world, even beyond having a family. And I was telling this audience, you know, for me, the place to start when trying to explore what your purpose may be, and I, I share this for kind of idea of New Year, because I think it's it's also pertinent for us on the fertility journey. I talk about Project U versus Project Baby. You could argue this is the first step on Project U as well, and that's to really. Explore your sense of being. Your sense of being. If you want to do something in the world, if you want to get that promotion, I don't know, write a book, paint a picture, there's something you want to do and it's you find you're not doing it or it's feeling a struggle, the question to explore is who do I need to be in order to do that? If you want to go to the do is, I want to go to the gym four times a week, three times a week. Who do you need to be in order to do that? And you might decide, I need to be someone who's committed. I need to be someone who takes their health seriously. Or whatever it may be, you'll be interested to see what sense of being you identify behind the doing. And say it is someone who's more committed. You can go another layer, okay, what do you need to do to be that person? What do you need to do do to be someone who's more committed? And it may be I need to write my goals down or share my goals with someone or get an accountability partner. Whatever it may be, there may be something you can do in order to help you be more of that person. Then also, you can take another level. Who do you need to be in order to do that? Who do you need to be in order to maybe get an accountability partner or share your goals? Maybe you need to be someone who's honest or open or more vulnerable. I don't know. But it's that kind of do, be, do, be, do. You can keep going, but I think those kind of those levels enough. Do be, do be, do is is enough just to really uncover the sense of being behind something you want to achieve. I'm not saying that works for having a baby, but it's just it's just for external things you want to create in your life. 
But it is interesting how our state of being dictates our doing so much. And it's our state of being that creates our experiences in life. You don't have to be on the top of a mountain to have a mountaintop experience. The richness of life, as these people in this coach's workshop have found, often aren't from things you've been striving to obtain. Often the richness of life comes from these moments of being, where you're just present, where you are really being in the moment. So it's looking at a state of being. Who do you want to be next year? What more of your being do you want to bring into the world? If you declare I am, not as an affirmation, listen to my podcast and affirmations, more as a declaration. Listen to my podcast and affirmations to understand the difference. But who do you want to be? Who do you want to be on this journey? We can't choose whether a baby, whether it works this month or the treatment works next month. But who do you want to be on this journey? Who do you want to be? And maybe explore that as you think and contemplate next year. Maybe having a word of the year. Sometimes I have a word of the year that reminds me of my state of being I want to bring in. Last year was fun, to bring more fun into the world, to be more fun, to bring more fun. So I'm more a fun person, I am fun, rather than take things too seriously, too much. So that's my question for you over coming through the year, coming to the next year. We can't choose whether a baby or not, but who do you want to be as we go into next year? Who do you want to be more of next year? Have fun exploring. Loving you.